Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Cool show for you guys today on popular request. Uh, you guys wanting information on how to succeed when you know you're an introvert. And uh, we've got some great notes to share with you. So get ready to take a lot of good points. And these are succinct and direct action items. As always, we like to give you guys ac- actionable, practical, tactical information on what you can be doing to help others and make money. I want you to never forget the most important element of what we say on every podcast. And your prime directive is being of service to other people and helping others. When you have that as your most dominant thought, and I realize it's sometimes hard to do that when people are jerks (laughs) or when you maybe are having problems making ends meet. It's hard to think about anything other than your immediate needs. I get that. Uh, But do have your prime directive in your life to be being of service to other people. Pretty much everything else aligns itself behind that when you have that as your prime directive, when you know that is your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. When you are willing to accept that as your, your responsibility, you know, your, really your job as a human as to be of service to other people, what happens behind that is your receptive to information is going to help you to get better at your job. You're going to be, learn how to be a better real estate person. You're going to learn how to be a better person person. You're going to learn to be something other than an introvert if you're an introvert. And in doing so, you'll be able to be more service to more people. So that's what we're going to be focusing on on today's show. But before we do, my lovely wife, Julie, is going to share with all of you um, some great comments from our private Facebook page from all the agents in Premier Coaching that are experiencing a huge amount of success. And we love it when you guys share your stories. Not all the stories are success stories on our private Facebook page. Sometimes it's a lot of, uh, you'll get over it, and it happens to everyone type stories. But these that Julie is going to show today, or share today, are about mostly the pre-listing pack. Hit it, Jules. Yes. Okay, perfect. So we're going to start with a post from Gabe Hatch in Bartow, Florida, who has successfully gotten the wipe-off boards posted. We have a very specific visual accountability tracking system that we do in Premier Coaching. And uh, this doesn't cost very much. In fact, Gabe had a, I think he said he got a kit from Home Depot to get this done quickly, efficiently, and it looks very professional. So posted that, filling them in. Nice job getting that done, implementing. Then we have from one of those stories you were just alluding to, Tim, Zakaya Carter uh, from San Antonio, Texas, who writes, I'm so mad at myself. There was this FISBO by my house. I drove past it every day for months saying, I'm going to call, I'm going to call, and I was too scared. Well, guess what? Yep, somebody got that listing. Ugh, (laughs) she writes, I need help with my pre-listing package. That will be the first and last that I let that happen without attempting and trying. My vent is now over. So, Zakaya, we have a source to help you get that done and stop procrastinating that. Make sure you ask me on the Premier Coaching Call about how to do that. Then we've got, let's see, sorry, I have to scan down to get the ones that I had pulled out here. All right, this is great from Zana or Zana Imamovic. Sorry if I hurt your name there. Uh, Zana writes, hi, everyone. I've just recently joined Premier Coaching on Saturday, and I have to say I've learned more in three days listening to the podcast and coaching calls than I have in months. 
Because of the wonderful information you provide, I feel more secure in attaining my goals and achieving my success. I now know what to do and how to get there. Thank you, Tim and Julie. By the way, I'm in Dallas, Texas, if you have any referrals. <laughs> okay, so that's all good. And yeah, no, I, I find that a lot, Tim, that we give them wings and confidence and they're doing things that they were maybe reticent to do before. So speaking of which, one of the most important tools that we do in Premier is indeed the pre-listing package known as the PLP. Mitzi Ramirez writes, well, folks, here it is, PLP completed. Now off to buy folders and drop it off to my first client. And this looks great, followed the exact format, very professional looking, nice job getting that done. All right, then from Michelle Katz-Brecker, so after procrastination, since I paid for my PLP last summer and I just finished it, and got, I just got a call for a million dollar plus listing presentation next week. Help, what do I do differently than my standard as I'm never a listing agent? <laughs> so Michelle, come to the calls and we will work on that premier coaching every day. And then I think there were like five referrals on the Facebook page today, Tim. So these guys are really active. And last but not least, from Linda Anglin Booker. Uh, Linda writes, I couldn't find the post, but Julie recently read it on a podcast. A team member said that he recognized that the PLP takes nine months, three weeks, and X days to complete. The nine months was for procrastination. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't actually take that long, guys. He was being sarcastic. Uh, so glad that that was shared because I was on that path at about three months of procrastination and counting, saving a few pages that I edited and then re-editing in my frustration, and I even emailed Julie about it. I no longer wanted to go on a listing unless I had my pre-listing package done. Okay, enough already. Uh, let's see, I have to open a little bit more. President's Day weekend, I drilled down, dusted off the PowerPoint, and uh, vowed to get it done to do what I don't, didn't want to do when I didn't want to do it at the highest level. And as of this day, Thursday, February 22nd, my custom branded PLP is done. Ten copies, FedEx printed, self-cut, and in folders. Perfect, probably not yet, but ready for expired spizbos and uh, everyone else. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Tim and Julie. Thank you, unknown fellow coaching person, for sharing that. Going to bone up on the presentation and my closes for the debut scheduled this Saturday. Take a look and posted exactly as coached nice format. So congratulations. I'm glad I read that. Look at how many people like were inspired by somebody saying that they had procrastinated for nine months and finally got it together. So stop procrastinating. Just get it done. Nice job, everyone. Back to you, Tim. And remember, guys, we don't expect – okay, so if you sent me the files for the pre-listing pack – you know, I joined Premier Coaching as a new member. I, first thing I do is I go and I download the Premier uh, or the PLP pages, and you told me that I need to modify those. I have no clue how to do it. Furthermore, I'm never going to learn how to do it. Don't care to know how to do it. Um, that's the reason yeah. that we offer the service done for you by Jovell. Jovell uh, does these on the side for all of you guys. It's not her main job. Her main job is working on the marketing for the business, but she will work on these on nights and weekends. So if you want the PLP done for you, which I think basically everyone usually does use Jovell. Make sure you use the link and just have her do it for you. It's 300 bucks for her to do the PLP for you, but she just the whole thing and usually gets it done in like a week. Those of you guys who, who are procrastinating getting the PLP done and you're a member of Premier Coaching, the real reason that you're not getting the PLP done is not because uh, you're too busy. It's not because you, all the other excuses you have in your head. It's because you know that as soon as you have that pre-listing pack done, pre-listing kit done, you're going to be pretty much out of excuses not to actually start going after the listings, the FISBOs, the expires, yep. the centers of influences and past clients, all the other sources of listings that we teach you guys to chase. You know when that pre-listing pack is done and you're looking at a stack of those on your desk, like Julie just mm -hmm. described, you are going to have those things looking back and going, get off your laser butt and get me in the hands of a seller. 
<laughs> right? That's what my pre-existing <laughs> tract right. says. Like they always yelled at me. Yeah. So yours will do More the same thing. Amen. So listen, Julie, there's a new uh, really fun comment over, it's short, you know, over about the book. Guys, thank you for continuing to make Harris Rules the number one international bestseller. I've talked around about this, but um, we did sign a new contract with a new publisher and we are going to be coming out with a new, uh, coming out with a new book by we, I mean, Julie's doing 90% of it. <laughs> anyway, so that book is going to be hitting um, the market early next year is what the expected release date is. Um, it's not, it's essentially... Um, adding to Harris Rules, it's not obviously changing any of it because Harris Rules, the book, pretty much is, I think, about as perfect as a product as we could make. And uh, the next Harris Rules revised or whatever we're going to end up calling it is going to have add information specifically about the last chapter, which is the wealth building. That's the section that Julie and I wanted, uh, want to embellish, um, you know, the essentially the rich part where your money works for you, no longer work for your money. That seems to be a huge um and I, when we started talking about the topic last year on the podcast, I was so thrilled that so many of you guys were getting it, right? You know, you realize that real estate is not just about transactions. It's about making profit and with that profit, you reinvest it. And then you yeah, essentially with the reinvested profit into passive income investments, for example, rental properties, you can then indeed be rich. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money because the cash flow from the rentals is enough to cover all your personal overhead. Hello, are you listening? I just gave you the formula for financial freedom. It's not complicated. It doesn't re re, you know, require any hocus pocus or any sort of you know, strange uh, internet marketing or anything like that. It's basically what I just said. And the way you get to the point where you do have the profit, where you do have the revenue that produces the profit to purchase the rental properties is you start with being of service to others and doing what you don't wanna do when you don't wanna do at the highest level, like you're hearing our folks on the private Facebook page talk about. So the book is over on Amazon called Harris Rules. That book will be um, the publisher. The new publisher wants us to stop selling that probably in August or September, somewhere in there. And the new book will basically be replacing it. But do get a copy of that book if you've not gotten it yet. It's not expensive. It's an easy read. You can also get an audi audi audible. <laughs> it's there for you to download. Yes, and listen to. That's a great thing for all of you guys to do as your homework after listening to the show today if you've not done so yet. Um, and thank you for making it such a, uh, and we didn't release that expecting it to be a number one international bestseller. Um, and uh, it did, it, it, it exceeded our expectations. It actually way beyond exceeded our expectations. And uh, so much so that we had a number of publishers that came to us and um, wanted us to do revised versions and the next book will even be bigger. So that's all because of you guys, our podcast listeners. So Julie, let's talk to these guys about how being an introvert is not an excuse for not being a successful salesperson. And Julie, um, yes. play yourself here a little bit for these guys, right? Because Julie is an introvert's introvert by nature. She's not an extrovert. True. She's an introvert's introvert. And you guys, if you'd met her, you hear her speak, you would never in a billion years guess that she was an introvert's introvert. And Julie, so I don't want, this is your story. So Share with them the things that you had to overcome before you get to your first point about um, essentially the realization that being an introvert was only going to get you so far when it came from when it came to self. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people. Well, first, let's define what's an introvert, right? Because we're assuming everybody knows. If you're not sure if you're naturally an mm -hmm. introvert or an extrovert, ask yourself, what would you do if you had no appointments this weekend and no worries in the world and plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice? 
Would you choose to spend that time with friends and family? Would you choose to spend that time by yourself? What would your plans be? Would your plans include other people? If so, you're probably an extrovert. Would your plans include just yourself? In that case, you are most likely an introvert. And of course, there's different degrees of this, but introverts need solitude to recharge their energy. Generally, extroverts get recharged by being around other people. So that's a broad definition. Now, I decided at some point that that was not going to be a handicap in sales to me as often people use as an excuse. Okay, So at some point, I, I'm making this succinct so we can actually get through this topic today as a one-part podcast here. I, but, 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 Joy, but Joy, allow me to please yeah. interrupt you. I don't like the Fine. at some point. That you knew I was going to drill down on that. So well, don't say, you know where I was going, listen, but don't say at some point because these guys want to know what that point was because that's what they want to connect with you about. So tell them what the at the point was so they get it. They're well, going to say, oh sure. my gosh, I had that experience or I'm about to have that experience. Yeah. Well, I think it starts for most people with the thought that I am, quote, not a natural salesperson or I'm not naturally extroverted. There's a lot of flavors of this. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be seen as a salesperson, whatever. That's kind of an introverted outlook, and I had a lot of that. I uh, would consider myself naturally more of a classical musician, you know, like to read books type, the, you know, solitary things. Practicing piano in a, in a practice room is rather solitary. There's not a lot of other people around unless you're taking a lesson, which is irritating in most cases, okay? Uh, so that's how I naturally gravitated. However, that doesn't pay that well. It's very competitive. You kind of know what you're signing up for if that's what you want to pursue in life. So I decided that what I wanted to do, be, have, see, etc., was going to require more income than what that lifestyle, that introverted lifestyle, was going to create for me. Now, I've told the, I told the story in the book, and I'll do a brief version of this now. Uh, you know, you and I went to a Howard Britton convention that was supposed to be a talent show. And we kind of scoffed at that, a realtor talent show. I mean, come on, right? And in fact, that was a turning point for me. Why? Because I had gone in there kind of skeptically as an audience member, thinking how, you know, all right, we'll just have a nice evening here. And I was blown away by some of the things that these very top producing agents did other than sales, other than real estate, some of which were quite introverted, but they were so killer at it. And one of the ones that really struck me was Gary Ubaldini, uh, who uh, is a longtime Keller Williams broker agent. He got up there and played guitar and sang, and he was incredible. And it occurred to me that I could still pursue my introverted, what now have become hobbies, at, not at the expense of being a salesperson, that it was possible to be great at both. That was an aha moment for me. And I have a more uh, elaborate version of that in the book. But at some point, indeed, I did decide that what I wanted out of life was going to require me to get some sales skills together. And the good news about that is it's all very learnable. So I go back to, uh, you know, some people would be surprised that many people who you think are probably extroverts are not. They are self-professed introverts, such as the actress Emma Watson, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, who would ever think that she's an introvert? Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, even David Letterman, all of these people are self-professed introverts. 
So, in fact, introverts can be powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, great leaders. I should have put uh, Johnny Depp in there. I'll never forget his interview on that, uh, was it the Actors Studio? You know, he's Mr. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a rather extroverted role, I think everyone would <laughs> agree. And yet, when he's interviewed, he's like the most introverted. He barely even makes eye contact. It's he crazy. couldn't string a sentence. So. He couldn't string a sentence together. You know, and, and, and yeah, what further, it was further, script, but Julie, you and I have personally met a lot of actors and celebrities. We've yeah. met. I'll tell you, we get, if you guys ever want to meet famous people, here's what you do: you fly out of LAX to Europe, and you uh, basically yeah. fly, fly you fly you fly Virgin first class, and you go up to the private Virgin Lounge. If you guys are ever in LAX, remember I told you this. You'll see it. There's it's on the second floor. There's a private escalator that goes up to it. There's sliding doors that lead into it. It's worth paying the price because you will run into more celebrities there and famous people than you can possibly imagine. And to a person, they are almost always introverts. Um, we won't go. Well, this story is kind of funny. Julie's biggest star crush ever, ever is James Bond. <laughs> What's well, the Daniel actor's Craig, name, Julie? But he Daniel goes Craig. By 007, yes. But it's Daniel yes. Craig, yeah. Yes. His his fans call him 007. So anyway, Julie meets Daniel Craig. Uh, in this, uh, in, in the lounge, and uh, she basically was totally petrified to go up and introduce herself. Finally, after a lot of badgering by yours truly, she goes and does it. He has mm -hmm. this big security guy with her, with him the whole thing. But he stood up and guy. was the nicest gentleman, but a total and complete not extrovert in the way he communicated with Julie. Absolutely, very sweet. You would not very have known the only. Yeah, the only reason we knew that he was there, and you still had to convince me that it was actually him, was because you had spotted him before he went up into the lounge, because yep. he was sitting with his back to everyone with a cap on. He he was not like all about me in any sense. Um, so yeah, and he freaking plays James Bond. I mean, what further proof do you need <laughs> that people who are indeed introverted but learn to be versatile and adopt and adapt extroverted traits actually can be quite powerful. So how do they do it? Well. Susan Cain wrote a book, C-A-I-N is her last name. It's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. That was, she was chosen as one of the top TED Talks ever. According to her, no one is actually 100% introvert or extrovert. Many people are a mix, but probably tend strongly towards one or the other. So that would be a, a recommended book that I have for everyone. She says it's okay and even beneficial to be yourself. Don't try to force yourself into becoming the quintessential driver personality that so many people claim they are, and yet they aren't really, um, if that personality type isn't really you. It doesn't mean that you won't be successful. So now that you're ready to embrace your introverted temperament, we're going to give you some points about exactly what to do about it. Okay, so yes, I am poking a little bit at people who are using the fact that, well, I, I'm just not a driver to be lazy, if we're being honest, that they're hanging on to that. Well, that's just not me. Well, you got to lose that or decide you're going to earn less money and help fewer people because you're not going to be versatile. And I, you know, as head coach here, I'm not down with that. So, you know, just lose that and do these points. I'm being direct. Okay, so but you had to be one, though. I mean, but but you're speaking yeah. from real experience, though, Julie. This isn't just theory or something you yeah. heard on a TED talk. This is your own no, your, your own journey in life. You had to 
Yeah. And again, guys, the other thing that sometimes people will replace with, I'm just an introvert. It's not my style to ask sales questions. I don't like being direct. I don't like asking people or using scripts and all the rest of that. Guys, that is just basic, a bunch of ego stuff that we're not going to talk about today. And some of you guys will then replace it with, uh, I, I just, I'm not passionate about that. I mean, there's so many little sort yeah, of head games that you all play with yourself. Because you're just trying to rationalize not becoming really good at something. If you're not willing to become really good at something, in this case, it's being a salesperson, then you don't deserve the success. If you're not willing to make yourself uncomfortable learning things, how to say things, how to help other people, over, how would you like to deal with a doctor that was afraid to tell you bad news? You know, hmm. he knew you had some severe problem, but he didn't want to tell you, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Or I don't want to offend you or I don't want to have to deal with the ramifications of me telling you something you don't want to hear because you might yell at me. Imagine if, you know, doctors did that. You guys yeah. get the point? I think you do. Oh, good. Okay, so Julie, let's go through a couple of these points. It's a good point, though. Okay, so point number one, have confidence in the person you are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to affect you. Stop trying to make this like something's demented about you because you're introverted. Accept it. That's who you are. Be the person you are. But point number two, this is going to help you a lot. Use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your material cold. This is something that really, really helped me. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Introverts tend also to be perfectionists. Thus, they're less likely to speak up if they don't feel what they're saying is correct or right or accurate. So you've got to polish your speaking. For my most introverted clients, I always recommend Toastmasters. It's basically forced public speaking. That's really cured a lot of them of this uh, having to be perfect about everything. So learn your stuff, but don't be debilitated by thinking that there's some way to be perfect about it. Here's the Julie, secret, what do the you... Ford memory. Yeah. Go ahead. But Julie, with regards to people that are self-proclaimed perfectionists, again, this is another characteristic of somebody who is an, considers themselves an introvert. The perfectionism, and Julie, from coaching gazillions of calls with gazillions of agents, what essentially is the quest for perfectionism? What is that really at, at, in its essence? Well, I think ultimately it's an excuse. I think that for some people, for me, it was based in the fact that my musician background, you know, you're either playing the right note or you're not. It was very black and white. So I was beaten on by music teachers for years that, you know, there there is a perfection sense of that. Some of our athlete clients have an, a tinge of that. But ultimately, it's used as an excuse. Well, I'm not going to go prospect until my scripts are perfect. I've got to get 17, you know, role play partners, and I'm going to post on Facebook, and I'm not doing it until they respond to me. You see, the laziness continues. The difference is this. If you are a doctor, there is perfection in your surgery, hopefully. If you're an airline pilot, you have to be pretty perfect, okay? If you're a musician, there's wrong notes and right notes. But in real estate, your job is to earn while you learn. There is no perfect real estate deal. I always joke that, you know, we had lots of deals that seemed perfect, but either the client got in the way, the other agent, or we created a problem. You know, it looked perfect, but you're dealing with people. Let go of the thought that in real estate there's perfectionism. It doesn't exist. That's just a BS excuse. You can't use it so there. It's, per it's not it's actual surgery. Is perfectionism just essentially an excuse to be lazy? Yeah, ultimately it is. And because it's not even, you know, this is my uh, introverted logic, right? There's a difference between when a doctor has an expired, okay, loses somebody on the operating table, That's and horrible. when there's a real estate expired. Well, look, there's a big difference. So, so don't hang on to something that's just a bunch of made-up crap. It's different, okay? The 
it, you have to earn why you learn and be the best that you can be and do the things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them, but do them at a high level. And that's why we have coaching. That's why you have scripts, okay? But, yeah, ultimately it's just a made-up excuse. So, for example, script example, the Ford Memory Jogger. It's not even a script, so you can't be perfect at it. It's your best friend. Ford stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. That's an ice-breaking conversation for you to use talking to people and to get it off of yourself, which is an introverted type of thing and an expression of ego. So again, between Toastmasters using the Ford script, actually opening your mouth and being willing to make mistakes, this is part of your path to curing your using it being an introvert as an excuse. This is really the best way to put it. So point number three, recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries every day. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This could be a walk, meditating, biking, or just reading for 20 minutes. Refill the cup, part of who you are. Point number four, act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. Who do you know that has positive, outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural tendencies with a few other traits that will increase your versatility. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find out that you actually have some latent outgoing traits already within you. You just have to pull it out, okay? So here's a secret for you. The wealthiest real estate professionals, in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not introverted or extroverted. They've become a versatile combination of both because they've studied and adapted over time, okay? So point number five, I'm going kind of fast too because I've got to get to premiere here and you can wrap up. So in new situations, introverts have to have a plan. If it's a tough competitive listing appointment and you haven't been on very many of those, use your pre-qualification script, your pre-listing package, arrive early, be practiced with what you're going to do on your presentation, know your CMA. Here's a secret. The naturally extroverted people tend to be a little less careful. You can launch your sneak attack by simply being better, faster, smarter, more polished, and poised. Secret, some of my favorite coaching clients over the years have been nicknamed the Velvet Hammer. What does that mean? It means that the other agent they're competing against, who is all naturally, you know, assumptive salesperson, doesn't see them coming. And some of you guys who are listening know exactly what that's like because it's happened to you. Point number six, give yourself mini breaks during social situations so that you can recharge. Take a break, walk around outside, take a restroom break. If you're at a restaurant, avoid too much alcohol and too much caffeine. Either can knock you off your well-planned game. Point number seven, cultivate the habit of listening well. Many introverts are too focused on what to say next and miss the finer details of what the other person is saying. The cure for this is to repeat what you've just heard. What I hear you saying is, or I understand you're saying that, be conversational. Don't just worry about what you're saying next. And I'm going to turn the call over to you, no, Tim. No, no, you got time. You can, Four more. You, we, we have three more minutes. One go, more. Go, I'll do one more. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then I'm on premiere. Okay, so point number eight. This is important because a lot of introverts kind of uh, avoid this, and if we're being honest, really suck at this. Force yourself not to just be good, but to be great on the phone. Yes, that's right. It's unavoidable in real estate. If you're more comfortable in person, Set an immediate appointment to meet in person, even if it's for coffee, so you can better understand the prospect or client situation. But you do have to get good on the phone. Here's the secret. Introverted agents are generally better in person on price reductions, negotiating, and other potentially conflict-ridden real estate events. 
Be sure you arrive well prepared. Write down what you want to have happen as a result of the meeting and the steps that you'll take to get there. But of course you can't get there unless you were good on the phone in the first place. We work a lot on that in coaching. Number nine, use your expert powers of observation for good. Be the person who notices your prospect's unusual Italian art collection or knows the name of the artist and compliments it. Introverts are naturally studious, so become well-versed in subjects like architectural, interior design, beautifully worded home brochures. Use some of that perfection in the areas of real estate that you can use that in rather than letting it be handcuffed to you. So here's the secret. Know your market and your prospects well. What can you notice and use to show that you're paying attention? Who are the builders, the names of the model homes? Who are the founders of your town? Probably there's roads that are named after them. Know what's happening in local politics, development, real estate trends, all of that good stuff. That's where you can use your studious tendencies. Point number 10, and I always like doing this, uh, my friend, one of my friends in California, total extrovert, Laura Lee, right? Rochelle, who's one of our coaches, total extrovert. Befriend a total extrovert. Take them with you to social situations to help you get out and expand your center of influence. They'll do all of the work for you because they know everybody. This works brilliantly with the right person. They'll understand you and help you with the meeting and greeting so you don't have to think about it. Then use your Ford script, Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams, with the new people that you've met. I mean, That's honestly, so I could I, just say hi to Laura yeah. Lee and she'll just talk the rest of the day. It's all good. Yeah, well, uh Go ahead. But we'll level off there. So we're going to pick up. We yeah. got five points. We're going to finish off um, on our next show. Uh, these points will be uh, loaded for the uh, members of Premier Coaching. You guys can just go to the website, obviously, and get access to the information. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Uh, remember, if you've not yet registered for the uh, VIP Mastermind we're doing, it's HarrisVIPMastermind.com. At the event will take place the end of July, so um, the ticket price will be going up in March. So make sure you have purchased your and reserved your spot. This is only a 50-person mastermind. That is definitely something you want to get registered for right away. Don't procrastinate because it's going to literally cost you money. And listen, guys, if you need us for anything, remember the best next move for you is going to be to free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coach. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.